You're listening to the Mindful Weight Loss Podcast, Episode 65. It's time to look at weight loss in a whole new way. Instead of focusing on calories in, calories out, you'll learn how to use your brain to transform your body and heal your relationship with food. If you're ready to lose your weight for the last time, you're in the right place. Because it's more than what you eat. It's who you are when you're eating. This is the Mindful Weight Loss Podcast. Here's your host, life and weight loss coach, Dr. Michelle Tupman. Hello, friends. Welcome back to the podcast. This week, I am sharing an interview with Tammy Gowen. Tammy is a self-love and happiness coach, especially for highly sensitive people. And I'm really excited to share this interview with you because I myself am a highly sensitive person, or HSP. And I didn't really know it until about two years ago when I learned what this was and really identified with it. And if you're like me, you grew up hearing you're too sensitive all of the time. I certainly did. And what I took that to mean was that I felt things too much and I took things too personally. And I didn't really relate that to the fact that I'm sensitive to loud noises. I don't like being around big groups of people. I need lots of time to myself. Um, I'm too, you know, very much affected by negative news. I can really read the room and I can feel what other people are feeling. And You know, this was always just who I was, and I didn't know that this was a thing until I learned about highly sensitive people. And really, part of this for me meant my feelings were so big, I didn't know what to do with them, and I ate just to numb them out. And part of healing my relationship with food and stopping the emotional eating was really taking on this identity of a highly sensitive person and understanding that the way that I react to some of the things in my life and some of the things in the world is due to how my brain is wired. It's due to my unique neurosystem and not a fault of mine. And so I brought Tammy onto the podcast because if you are also an HSP or perhaps if you're struggling with feeling too much and taking in too much of the world around you and haven't heard of HSPs before, then maybe this can give you the same sort of freedom it gave me. So Tammy, like I said, is a self-love and happiness coach, especially for highly sensitive people. And she helps others to reframe their pasts, let go of old beliefs and patterns that keep them stuck, and develop coping strategies and a deep sense of self-acceptance and self-love. She uses a variety of techniques, including EFT and tapping, mindfulness and meditation, and energy healing, and she guides clients towards realizing their superpower. She loves witnessing their aha moments as they gain new self-awareness and understanding and embrace their sensitive journeys. And so without further delay, here is the interview with Tammy Gowen. Tammy, welcome to the Mindful Weight Loss Podcast. I am super excited to have you here because today we're going to talk all about high sensitivity, what it means, what it means for the people who have it, how it might relate to using food in ways that aren't just for physical hunger, and how we can actually use this trait if we have it as a superpower at the end of the day. And so welcome, Tammy. Let's just get started. We'll dive right in. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you came to work with people with HSP? 
And we'll talk about what that means in a minute too. Right, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, well, it's, first of all, thank you for having me. It's really, really great to be here. And um, I, I just love being able to share this with with as many people as possible to, to help folks out. So this is great. Uh, and so I consider myself a holistic life coach, if you have to give it like a little umbrella, but I do focus primarily on working with highly sensitives. And that came about as a result of realizing that as I, I have a master's in counseling, I did that for a while, got burned out, went to energy and massage school, learned all of that, did that for a while, really missed the emotional piece. And so I branched out into coaching and then it became pretty clear early on that the majority of people that were finding me were highly sensitive, even if they didn't know at the time. And then I heard a lot from people. It's like, wow, I've had coaching and counseling in the past. And I felt like I could only get so far because I just really didn't feel accepted or heard or understood. Mm-hmm. And so I realized that that was really a niche that was not being filled. And so I became that that became my focus to actually send the energy out there to find specifically, you know, highly sensitive. So, you know, it it was kind of happening anyway, but that's, that's how that shifted into my, my main focus. Uh, Cause it's, it's super important, I think, to, to get the information out there to people who aren't aware of high sensitivity at all. And that might mean that they are highly sensitive and then they learn, and then that changes their life. I'm sure as does most of us, once we realize it's not just, not just me, there's all these people out there that are having the same experience. So I really or they live with people who are highly sensitive as well, right? I think that's also also an important piece. Right. So Tammy, when we talk about people who are highly sensitive, what do we mean by that? Yeah, so high sensitivity or it's sensory processing sensitivity. It's a big mouthful. So highly sensitive or HSP for highly sensitive person. So I'll probably use that a lot. It's a nice sure. example, but um so we process information much, much more deeply than the average um, population. I say average, but actually 20% or so of the population is highly sensitive. So that might seem like a lot because as we grow up feeling that, but not knowing that there are other people I can, you know, we're like, oh, it's just me. No one's going to get me. And then you find out like, well, there's about 20% of the people out there that, that have this experience. So um, it's not the norm or the average but compared to that average, we process things really deeply. So it's, I like to talk about it as being like a really big sponge with not very many filters. So, Mm, you know, we take in everything, other stuff people don't even notice, or they're not concerned with, or doesn't bother them, or it's just not in their realm of awareness. We, you know, Mm -hmm. we have all of that coming in all the time and our nervous system kind of starts off, you know, amped up a bit higher and everything comes in more so we can get overwhelmed really easily and things can bother us more. You know, you probably have heard if you are highly sensitive growing up, oh, you're too sensitive. You're so sensitive. Or why can't you just let that go? What's the deal? You know, so so everything is a big deal for us because we give meaning to everything. We, We look at all different sides. We process like crazy. Sometimes it can be like, you know, you have a conversation with someone and you know, three days later, you've processed it. And you come back, you go, man, when we were talking about that and you explain your, where you're at and they go, uh, yeah, that was days ago, moved on. <laughs> but we've been processing all that time because it's really important. Everything's important. So yeah, it's about that processing. And then our emotions can be more intense because we feel more deeply. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that can be a matter of being kind of explosive with feelings or people seeing us as over emotional or, you know, like out of control emotions, but sometimes that can get a bit much. So we can learn how to stuff them and not right. feel as much. I mean, we, we feel it that we were like, oh, I don't want to do that because it's, 
you know, yeah. bad things happen. So then we stuff and we stuff and we stuff and we don't let all of those feelings be okay. So it can yeah. kind of depend on, on, you know, where you're at in that, that cycle or in, in that experience for what people would consider, you know, whether you're really emotional or sometimes they think we're really reserved or too serious or even antisocial because right. we often don't like a big crowd of people or lots of noise or chaos or things going on, yeah. like, you know, one-on-one small group calm stuff. So sometimes we'll opt out of big, you know, noisy events or we'll have something scheduled and we'll retract and people like, Oh, you know, you don't want to ever do anything. You're so antisocial so mm-hmm. more about that mm-hmm. level of processing and being able to take all that in. And then another part of that is that we see the details and everything. Um, we're, you know, sensing the subtle as um, Elaine Aaron would talk about who pioneered the term and did all our research, but it's, it's like that, you know, going out into nature, we usually have a pretty good connection with nature and seeing like, you know, a little ladybug on a leaf or, or being so incredibly moved by a sunset when other people are like, you yeah, know, it's nice. You know, <laughs> we have this, you know, technicolor response to life uh, compared to living like in the grays, I guess. So, um, so those are all kind of parts of, of being highly sensitive. There was another thing I was going to just throw out there. Yes, but that's, that's the majority, you know, the kind of an overview of what that's like. Sure. Of course, if it's different. It's a, it's a spectrum. You know, you might be like taking an inventory and you're near the very, very top and um, maybe you're in, an empath as well. Those over overlap. Um, certainly uh, you might be kind of in the middle and you're like, you have a, a lot of uh, reactivity maybe or response to certain things. And the other ones are like, well, well that's not, you know, too big of a deal. So, I mean, it's, it's a definitely a, a range, not just if you're highly sensitive, you're not, not exactly like every other, you know, HSP out there. Uh, you see right. your own sure. personality and your own other traits. And yeah. And it's important to, to mention if people, if this is new to people that it's not a diagnosis or a disorder, it's not a condition. It's nothing that needs to be changed or fixed. It's just absolutely. Yeah. Just the way you're wired. I mean, it, and it is genetic. It is the way you're literally wired. Our brains are actually different. Um, and they respond to things differently, but it's just like being right-handed, left-handed, you know, you're. And I, I, th- I think that's actually a really crucial distinction that it is a genetic thing. It is the way our brains are wired. It has a neurological basis, yeah. right? Because they think I, I was, gr- I, I did grow up always hearing that message that you're too sensitive. Right. And I, I kind of took that on as a negative thing or something I was doing wrong, or I was approaching my life or the, the world in a wrong way. And it was quite liberating for me when I, um, I started seeing a therapist, you know, some time ago who told me that I was an HSP and we, you know, she went through some criteria with me and I'm like, oh, oh, and it just felt so liberating to understand, you know what, my brain just processes the inputs a little bit differently than other people around me. And that's all that this is. So I I think like, that's actually an important distinction that this, this isn't a fault. Um, This is literally the way your brain is wired. If you do happen to, to be an HSP. And I think like, it also goes beyond the emotional, because I think when I was told I was too sensitive, it was in response to my emotional response to things, yeah. right? But but it, it kind of goes beyond that. And it's, um, I know in the way that I experience it, um, if there's too much going around me mm-hmm. and like that can be crowds or um, noises or like, I cannot watch loud bangy movies. Like I can't, mm-hmm. I can't just 
my whole body feels like it's being agitated when I when I watch you know loud loud movies. So I have a conversation with someone in a in a noisy restaurant. Yes, you know, just like because you really want to tune in because because we really like to connect. We like that deep you know connection. But you're trying to do that and there's all this stuff or this noise or whatever going on. You're just like, I can't do it. So being able to say, you know what? I can't concentrate right now because it's too noisy. Maybe we can go somewhere else. But yeah, so recognizing that, 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 yeah, it's just the way you're wired. And I always think it's really important for people to find an inventory. I have one on my website or you can go like to Elaine Aaron's site, you know, get an inventory or a self quiz. Um, And then, and, and not only take it to validate, like, wow, this wouldn't be in print if it was just me. So obviously there's, there's enough people out there that are having a similar experience because we're wired this way. Okay. This is great to know. And it's good to know 20% of us are wired this way, right? And, so and the others that are not, aren't, aren't going to understand exactly because they come from a different place. So using that inventory or a discussion like this to explain, this is what life's like for me. This is what is life is like for you it's never going to be the same because we're wired differently, but we can try to understand our, our, each other to a certain point and be supportive and recognize, Oh, that's just the way we process. We're not just trying to be difficult or, you know, unreasonable or something like that. It's, it's just, it's, yeah, we're wired this way. So. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, again, I, I want to be clear that it's not just about emotions here, but emotions are a big part of it, yeah. right? HSPs do feel emotions perhaps in a bigger way or a more <laughs> intense way and are more in tune, I think, to the finer, you know, details of emotions in terms of, of what other people are feeling too, right? I think, yeah. and, and, you know, maybe this comes back to, you know, the empath piece that you were talking about, but in my experience with HSPs, there's just a higher level of recognition of, you know, we're able to read the room a little bit better, right? And I think a lot of women who have highly sensitivity or are highly sensitive, I should say, perhaps might turn to other things to stuff those those emotions away if they just feel too big or we can't understand them. And, you know, that's certainly been my experience over the years is um, when the emotions just feel too much, I eat Mm -hmm. because they go away. Right. And, and so I, do you have any suggestions on what HSPs can do when they are experiencing emotions that either feel really uncomfortable or just feel, you know, too much, even if they're a positive um, emotion, how, you know, strategies that we can use around that. Yeah. And I I would say first, it's important to recognize in our culture, we're, we're kind of encouraged to believe that the only feelings that are okay are happiness, joy, um, love, but like romantically, not like, you know, love for everyone. We don't, you don't even share that piece. Um, but and then uh, to an extent, depending on the the arena, anger, that's kind of accepted, but only in, within certain you know realms. But everything else is like, oh, if you feel any of these things, you should take a pill or you should do this or you should do that. You know, so getting just getting to where you can acknowledge that all feelings are there for a reason. They're, they're you know, gatekeepers, markers, whatever. They let us know things, something needs to be looked at. So acknowledging that all feelings are okay. But then within that, yeah, of course, they can be really intense for us. So I think for HSPs, the primary thing is calming the nervous system. So I mentioned that, you know, we kind of start amped up anyway. So we have the the nervous system in terms of sympathetic, parasympathetic, which is that, you know, um, 
fight, flight, freeze, fawn kind of idea. More people, more and more people are hearing about that these days. And then we have the rest and digest. So if, if we're kind of always amped up a little bit, we start, we're kind of like always in that fight or flight. If we don't do something really specifically to minimize that all kinds of, you know, I mean, self-care is super, super important, but specifically those things are going to directly calm our nervous system. So like the very most important thing I think is breathing and slow your breathing down. You, um, you connect with, you engage the vagus nerve, which immediately goes to your rest and digest system and says, oh, wait, everything's okay. I can be calm now and I can engage in all, you know, my, all my systems that are going to make me feel okay without having to, you know, the adrenaline and all of the, you know, have to, have to, you know, protect myself somehow. So all of those things like breathing is, you know, the, I mean, it's the easiest one. You, you can do that in 30 seconds, just slow your breathing down to like five to six breath cycles per minute, mm-hmm. every 10 seconds or so you're breathing in and out, but, you know, take that time. And then as soon as you do that, your, your body's going to calm down. Your system's going to take a sigh, even if you don't, you know, actually physically sigh, but then other things like meditation and mindful practices and yoga and things that really allow us to be in the moment, <clears throat> not doing, being able to just be are super, super important. And in our society, that kind of, if you have a family and you have a job and you have all these things, you're kind of expected to, and we learn. And as HSPs, we hold on to more that idea that you take care of everyone else first. And then whatever time you have left over. Okay. Yeah. I have time today. I'll do a breathing exercise. It's like, not like, so it's definitely not selfish, but it's also one of those things that you say, okay, I'm wired this way. So I need more of this just like someone else would be having different needs that you don't have because of what they're experiencing. Right. So acknowledging that is just the way it is and not that you're, you know, a problem child, that extra time and a lot of downtime, a lot of solo time, which some people are really not good at um, Mm -hmm. being by themselves and being okay with that. So that takes practice and having many, many experiences with that and teaching yourself that that's a good thing and that you don't have to be problem solving and taking care and all of that. And you can just be, Mm-hmm. yourself. Um, so I think that that practice is key. Yeah. And allowing yourself that time. Cause I, I know for me, I yearn for downtime all alone and, you know, giving myself permission to have that in the context of, of my busy life for sure. Um, super important. Yeah. And, you know, we talk a lot on this podcast about having a mindfulness practice or a meditation practice or, you know, whatever, whatever feels right for you that allows you to just be present in the moment and practice that on a daily basis. And that certainly has made a difference for me. And in the moment uh, the breath work um, really is transformative. I think people are quick to brush it off because it sounds so simple and it is, but it is super, super effective. You know, I'm an emergency physician as well. Um, And, you know, I often um, take um, breathing breaks on my shift um, as well. So, you know, there, there is a, 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 a quiet corner in the department that probably every hour I will go hide in and breathe just, just for a minute, like not anything longer than that. And it's really enough to keep me, um, you know, to, you know, to keep me okay and focused and present um, through the course of my shift. So it really is, it really is powerful. And one of the things that I use with parents often, I mean, other people will get this too, but if you think of like a a toddler who's thrown a fit, Mm -hmm. one of the things that we just automatically do is get them to breathe, right? You go, okay, slow down, breathe, 
breathe. It's like, well, why do we do that? Because it because it works, and you see that, but we don't necessarily put that yeah. into ourselves. Or it's like, oh, yeah. that works for the toddler. Why would it work for me? You know. Yeah. So the same thing. It's just so powerful. Uh, but it is, yeah. you know, it is super simple, which is why I think that's the <clears throat> the first technique to use for mm-hmm. learn or to, you know, have in your in your toolkit because you can do it anywhere. Yeah, you can. Yeah, you can do yeah. it in the closet. You can do it in the bathroom. You can mm-hmm. walk around the corner, breathe for thirty seconds, come back, you know, yeah. a minute, and much, much different. So, but doing that frequently is important. And more about you know, in terms of of feelings, again, acknowledging it's okay that we have these feelings, but then trying not to identify with them. Mm-hmm. So if you can say, okay, I I am sad. And you see yourself as like, oh, now I'm this sad person. How am I going to get out of this? Whatever. But saying, oh, I'm experiencing sadness right now. Okay. That's all right. It's okay to have this feeling. And then, and sit with it for a second and say, okay, what does that feel like? Oh, I feel this, you know, wad in my, in my gut or my heart actually hurts or whatever. And experience what that is. Give that permission and then say, okay, I'm going to listen. What's the message here? And if there's something I need to do to take care of myself or, oh, I need to go breathe or, you know, whatever it is, listen to that and follow it and then say, okay, thank you. Now I give permission for that to release. Right. And let that go. So we're not trying to say, oh, okay, I, got, I, I don't have time for this or this isn't okay. I can't be sad stuff. <laughs> and then later we're like, oh, I feel really crappy. I wonder why that is. I think I'll eat or I think I'll lay on the couch and not go exercise like I was going to or I'll, I'll you know, whatever it is that we opt for the less healthy thing because we're not feeling well. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And I, part of the struggle a lot of us have is that it really just becomes habit, right? That is, as soon as you start to experience the physical sensation of a certain emotion, mm-hmm. it just becomes automatic that you reach, that you reach for the food. Mm-hmm. And so part, part of the work that we're often doing in my programs is, um, you know, stepping in into that space, you know, in between where the emotion comes on and the, the habitual instinct to reach for the food um, comes in. And that's really where the breathing is just so, you know, transformational, because if you give yourself, you know, permission and space to be with that emotion for a while, and even tell yourself, you know what, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna sit with this, and be okay with this for a minute or two. And if I need to eat afterwards, then totally okay. You know, I will, but Mm -hmm. often we just don't have to, um, if we, if we give ourselves some, just a little bit of space for that emotion to be with us for a little bit. Right. And don't think that it's bad or wrong or shouldn't be there, but, but also not owning it as in, oh, this is here for, for good and Mm -hmm. to do something to, to Mm -hmm. soothe myself in, in light of that instead of saying oh I'm going to get that space and then allow it to to move on and then I don't have to put it anywhere because it's it's moving on you know exactly and I think um and we'll definitely put the link to your website um on on the show notes for this episode Mm -hmm. um Tammy so that you know if 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 any of this is sounding familiar you know for people to go and read more about about this because I think the thing honestly that helped me the most was just understanding oh my this is the way my nervous system is wired and then I can work with that right rather than you know thinking something is wrong with me I'm too sensitive I've got to fix this Right. right And, you know, we've, um, we've made it sound like this, 
this is a negative thing being an HSP, mm -hmm. but there's lots of gifts associated with it as well. Lots of, lots of positives. And, you know, my, my therapist often talks about it in, you know, a very positive light as well. So mm -hmm. can you, can you, you know, talk about some of the gifts that being an HSP brings with it? Yeah. And so one of the things, you know, which it still could be challenging sometimes, I guess, but, you know, we, we are the canaries on the coal mine. So we, we experience energy uh, really intensely as well as, as emotions. You know, we can feel things intensely, but, but we're also, like you say, you walk in a room and go, something's off. Right. Somebody's having a rough time, something, whatever. So, so we are, we have a, a greater level of awareness. So that can help us in a lot of ways. It, as long as we have all the tools to not be overwhelmed, to not be on ourselves and feel guilty for everything, all of that, then we can go, oh, okay, what am I going to do with this? So we, we can't, it can't be like a safety valve safety mechanism for ourselves or for other people. Um, it can be, you know, something that helps because we see all sides of different things because we're processing so much. So it can really help at work depending on, you know, what your work is. Um, and, and just being that person to be able to sit back and say, okay, yeah, I can see it from all of these perspectives. So let's bring them all in instead of, you know, honing in on just one and not, you know, considering all of the other stuff. We do tend to be very creative even if you don't consider yourself artistic, mm -hmm. you're still probably really creative. And then you tend to be um, moved more by creative um, expression and by nature and all kinds of different beauty, you know, music, um, just all of that. We really tend to feel that and express that or feel that and um, experience it. Um, but then if we're as artists or creatives, we express that because, you know, we feel it so intently. So actually there's a, I think a much higher percentage of, I don't know what that is. Someone asked me the other day, what percentage is that? I'm like, well, I don't know, but it's higher of creatives, you know, whether it's musicians, artists, whatever that are highly sensitive. Sure. You know, because that's, we are more creative and we tend to bring that out to the world. And so that's a, a definite benefit. Um, and then just, you know, noticing the details and things that can be sometimes annoying because people, other people can be like, Oh, that must be nice to just let go of that or ignore that. Um, but it can be very, very helpful when we want to remember something that's important later. And we paid attention to those little details or we're in a situation and go, Oh, I bet this little thing would make a big difference. Something that nobody else has even considered maybe. Uh, so it, it can be, you know, a, a definite bonus. Um, and then, you know, we tend to be very much more compassionate and, and empathic and intuitive and, you know, I don't think the world's ever needed that more than it does right now. Yeah. You know, so if we honor ourselves in this place of sensitivity and say, oh, okay, these are my gifts, you know, within that, because of the way I'm wired, it's not that I'm extra special from anybody or less special. I'm just, you know, this is the way I am. I'm wired this way. So one of my gifts is my empathy and my compassion. So instead of holding it in here and getting upset with everything, you know, if we can just really honor ourselves and bring that up as much as possible and share that with the world. And then just keep sending that out and sending that out, you know, do all those random acts of kindness kind of stuff, for, you know, from your heart and, and really sending all of that, that energy out, then we help the world, you know, I mean, right. we we're yeah. needed right now for yeah. that very purpose. Absolutely. You know, and it's, it's so true. And really, we just have to get out of our own way a little bit, I think, you know, when it comes to this, and doing the work of managing our nervous systems and taking the time to have a mindfulness practice and being grounded in that way so that you can give your gifts to the world in this way. Yes. And, and recognizing, 
I mean, like, you know, being able to truly honor ourselves. Okay. I am, I am more sensitive than average than most. And for me, that looks like this. And then being able to share that with other people without feeling like, oh, I better let you know, you know, whatever. It's like, hey, let me tell you about me and what my my life view is like. Yours is probably different. We can share that. Um, but this is how I can shine. And this is how, you know, what I can offer instead of keeping that, you know, back. But yeah, it does require honoring it, uh, acknowledging and honoring and having those tools so that we don't get bombarded and, you know, overwhelmed with all that stuff happening around us or all of the, the, that emotional piece, the energetic piece of, you know, what's happening in, in our country, in the world at any given time, uh, you know, affects us more than average because yeah. everything yeah. important. So, so we do have to have those tools to, to moderate all of that. And then it's super important to make sure to realize that since we're compassionate and we tend to be helpers and givers, and we don't want anyone's feelings to be hurt, we don't want anyone to be upset with us. You know, we tend to put out too much and not bring that in and it doesn't help anyone. So we can have this thing. Well, I'm selfish if I want to take care of all myself because I, I really need to help this person and this person and this person. But you can only do that first when you are recharged yourself. It's the so you know, your oxygen mask before you can help anybody else. You have to maintain that level of energy and your bandwidth basically to be able to do that. But it's also, it never helps anyone if you deplete yourself, period. No. I mean, it no. doesn't help you yeah. help yeah. that person you're trying to help. You know, so if you if you give 110% to, to someone else who's suffering so that you, you're like, well, they're getting, they, they have it much worse than I do right now. So I can't focus on me because that how selfish, selfish is that, but that's not helping them at all. Cause what helps them is for you to be a hundred percent in, in your capacity, in your authenticity and your energy yes. to then be able to help them. So it's, it's that shift of mindset of saying, take care of me so I can take care of others or help others or, or be there for who I want to be, but, but not as a last resort. Yeah. And I, I think a lot of us, unfortunately, learned that the hard way, right? My, my pattern for many, many years was to just go, go, go and ignore yep. my needs until I'm, you know, I completely break down and I'm non-functional for a week or two while I recharge. And I'm not there for anybody during that period of time because I can't, right? And so I've, I've really come to... Um, to understand the signals that my body gives me that tells me it's time, it's time now, you know, to take mm -hmm. a break. And, um, you know, for me, that really is like nature is very, very helpful and soothing for me. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I unfortunately live in Northern Canada where, you know, we're cold a lot of the time, but you know, right now it's beautiful. And I go outside every hour for 10 minutes and just feel the sun on my skin. And that just that 10 minutes alone is really enough for me to, um, you know, to, to come back down to myself and, and then come back to my work and, mm -hmm. um, and, and move on. And, you know, other little things like I like water water feels you know good to me too so I have lots of baths um you know I I will go to lakes and you know do do things like that on my weekends and you know I've just kind of learned what recharges me and what settles my nervous system down as well and um and, and so I think like that is and I, that's probably true for everybody, whether you're highly sensitive or not, right? But but I think if you are if you are highly sensitive, that that um, 
uh, trigger points the wrong word, but the, you know, the, I, I think we, but yeah, that we can handle that level less. is lowered yeah. to where yeah. we're reactive sooner. And yeah. yeah. And then our, as we get filled up, you know, I, I like to think of it as like, we have two different buckets. We have our bucket of our energy and then we have the bucket of all the stuff that comes in from the outside world. And if we have our energy bucket is here and all the stuff that's coming in from the world is like almost okay. Now it's overflowing. That's, that's a real imbalance and that's not going to, that's not going to work. So we really need to actually try to decrease somewhat if we can, that external input by like Mm -hmm. the activities we choose, the amount we put ourselves out there, that kind of stuff, and then raise our own bucket, fill ourselves up with, with all the self-care practices, with stuff that feeds us, um, avoiding those movies that trigger us and only watching the stuff that and that lifts us up. And even if somebody else is like, why don't you ever want to watch this kind of movie? It's like, well, be, <laughs> yeah. because I'm not, a, I'm not the nice person I want to be. <laughs> if I do those things, you know, I need to take care yeah. of me and just be okay with that. Whatever those parameters are with, for you, that's what you do. And I think it's really important to check in with yourself. And it sounds like you maybe even do this throughout the day and just ask, you know, how am I doing? What do I need? Yep. And, and yeah. honor that say, oh, I'm feeling really um, amped, really like, you know, buzzing and I can't focus. What do I need? Mm -hmm. I probably need some breathing time and about 15 minutes away from whatever this is I'm doing. Okay. So it's great to identify that. But if you don't make that happen and you say, yeah, but I'm too busy. It's like, okay, well, you, you know that it's there, but then again, you're (laughs) saying, sorry, body, sorry, system. I'm ignoring you now because these things are more important. So you really need to identify that and and act on it, you know, follow through with, with doing that. And, and that requires letting go of that guilt over so selfish and saying, no, I just, if I want to be hundred percent for everybody else, I need to do this. Yeah. And, you know, people are always asking me how I do all that I do <laughs> because, you know, I am an emergency physician. I'm the chief of my department. I run my business. I have my clients. I do the podcast. I have my family. We travel a lot. Like there's, there's lots. And this is exactly how I do it mm-hmm. is, you know, as a business owner, I sit down for my work days and I write down what my, you know, to do's are for the day, like what I have to get done for my business. And before I even do that, I write down what I have to do for my energy today. I look, at what, I look at what my schedule is and I can tell, I can tell first thing, you know, you know, how, how my body and how I am going to react to the schedule that I have. And the first thing I do is plan in um, my, my, my energy stuff. So that's, that is how I manage to function doing everything in my life is that my, my energy level, actually comes first. So that's, you know, that's, that's how I've, I've, and that's the way I always recommend working with, with clients too, is that it's great to have all these things in your head, but you have to make them happen. And usually that means putting it in your schedule, not just theoretically, but literally, oh, okay. From 11 to 11, 15, I'm doing breathing and I'm walking away from my computer and I'm going, stepping outside. And you have that in your schedule because otherwise it just, it's just not going to happen until it becomes I put, that habit. I put sunshine breaks, 
breathing breaks. Yes. <laughs> and I do, I write them in my, I write them. And even if I don't feel like I need them in the moment, I go and do them anyways, because I decided, you know, ahead of time, like the way that my whole day looks, this is what I need to do to be able to finish my day still feeling um, good. Yeah. And, and like, I have some energy. Yeah. And I don't know if you do this consciously or or unconsciously, but like, if you, if you focus on saying, if you're looking at your, at your day and you say, okay, what's 80% of my perceived bandwidth today yeah, and, and not committing beyond that. So you've always got that little cushion, you know, a reserve because stuff happens. We're not expecting. Yep. And as we go through, we're going, wow, this is taking more of a toll on me than I realized. And you yep. can get to the end of the day and be way over, you know, a hundred percent, let alone 80%. Yep. But if you yeah. give yourself that cushion, then maybe you end up with 90% and you're like, whoo, it's a good thing I didn't schedule anything more for today. And then you go yeah. home and you can regroup and recharge and, and whatnot. But if you're going like 100% every single day and then something comes up mm-hmm. now and then just pushes you over the edge, then you're exhausted and um, you know getting sick and all of these things or making bad choices you know that are just not healthy for you that that you're going to feel guilty about, you know, it's like, oh, but I didn't really feel like I had a choice because I was just miserable. And I, I was wiped out. Yeah. Yeah. And I I find it's, it's, yeah. And if there's too much going on, it's like, I literally just freeze. Like, it's just, it's, I freeze and I'm done. Right. And when I get to that point, like they're like, I can't do anything in in that point. So it's, you know, I do whatever I can to, to not get there for sure. I've just learned over the years what, how things are going to affect me. And it's, Mm -hmm. it's fine tuned to the point where, you know, if I have a busy week, I schedule a news fast for that week because I know, because if I, you know, watch the news, then like it really, um, I really have a hard time. It, it really hurts me to see what's going on in the world. And if I, you know, if I have a busy week, I just take a news fast that's that week. I, I have to. Yeah. Right. So I've just, I've just learned these things over the years. Yeah. Yeah. You recognize things to let go of. And even if it's something that everyone else is doing, I mean, you know, some people spend hours a day watching the news and, and getting all that input and stuff. And you, you just, at some level, you finally realize that's just going to wreck me. <laughs> you know, I, I can't, I can't be the person I want to be for everyone. If I'm, if I'm allowing that to suck out all of my energy and to yeah. fill up the wrong bucket. Um, yeah. There's yeah. So, so many of those, you know, examples of, of where you have to just say, it's okay that this is my reaction to this. Cause that's the way I'm wired. So I don't expect anybody else to forego all of you know, I mean, like, I don't watch news at all. If I'm listening to the radio once in a while, I'll get like NPR top of the hour you know, <laughs> things that are not going to be sensationalized and, yeah. you know, and that's it. And I don't do anything with visual images because I don't want to see, see these nasty, you know, yeah. videos or, or pictures or whatever. Um, and I like, I prefer something like the good news network or something like that, where you can, you know, search good news and have that be your news source of, oh, people are doing good things in the world. You know, there are there are people that are focused on love and taking care of each other and all that kind of stuff. And then fill your bucket. Right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, do you have any tips because, you know, this is, this is something that comes up in my marriage all of the time is, you know, trying to educate my husband about, you know, why, why I make some of these decisions about my life and um, he gets it now and you know but it it was a struggle for a while so do you have any tips for you know people who live with HSPs 
the inventory, I think, is is a just a really good way because you can have someone else fill it out and they say, okay, yeah, what, whatever, if they're not highly sensitive. And then you fill yours out and you say, well, I scored this. And usually that's enough for them to go, really? Yeah. <laughs> or, I mean, maybe they're not surprised, but they don't, they just don't really get it until they, and then you, you look at some of the actual statements on there and say, you know, this one's big for me, this one's big for me. And then they, they kind of go, oh, that really, that's yeah. a big deal on something that maybe they'd never even considered. But it gives you something to communicate about and say, well, this is my experience. So what, and then do a lot of asking, what's this like for you? And then let me tell you what it's like for me mm -hmm. and reminding them this is genetic. You know, this is, I mean, you can go to Elaine's website, hsperson.com and, ha you know, there's tons of links to research on there and you can pull up an article or you can just read some of her blog posts that are, you know, science-based, research-based that can give you a, a good, and, and she has books and, you know, all, all kinds of different resources, but, but using some of that to just present very neutrally to someone, Hey, this is my experience. And this is why I do what I do or why I react the way I do often. What I'm doing to help myself is, you know, my self-care practice and, you know, learning more and more about it, but it, it would help me also and help us, you know, if, if you would read through this or if you would, you know, sometimes it's even having someone read the book, you know, mm -hmm. Yeah, sure. The highly sensitive sure. person. Um, yeah. Just, just say this is, you know, this is me. I don't expect you to feel this way or to get it. Um, but, but when you see that it's not just me, and it's, you know, it's there for a reason, and then we can problem solve on. Oh, okay. So you react this way, or this means this to you. So how can we? How can I approach it so that it doesn't trigger you or so, you know make it difficult for you? And and vice versa. It's like okay, so I know you're not as concerned about this. It's really important to me. So how do I portray to you what I need without seeming, you know, ridiculous or demanding or, or whatever, right. and have, have that in, engaged, you know, conversation. That's, that's just really key. Um, both, you know, cause one of the things I, I help people remember too, is that, so when someone doesn't do things the way we would, or they do things as we wouldn't, we, we don't get it. We're like, how, how could you ever do such a thing? Right. And out of that compassion or that level of, it's just, that's just not in my, my, I mean, I can't conceive of that at all because I would never do such a thing. Mm -hmm. We have to remember that that other person is having that same experience. Why would you, why would you bother with that? It's no big deal. You know, that's such, I don't get it because they don't, because they come from a different place. They perceive things differently. So recognizing that it, when it feels like someone's being, disrespectful or hurtful or uncaring or whatever, it doesn't, it doesn't mean that necessarily. Right. What it means is they're seeing things from a different perspective and, and we don't get that. So we have to have that interchange. Oh, when yeah. you do this, what, what's going through your head, you know, and just have that conversation and you can say, Oh, okay. So what it means to me is, and then a lot of times they're like, what, that's not my intention. You know, that yeah. that's not where I'm at at all. But we yeah. assume yeah. that and and take that on. Oh, this person said said that because I'm not important or because my feelings don't count or because you know whatever fill in the blank. But that other person is just going operating from their operating system, you know. Yeah. So yeah. making that apparent and and working with it is really important. Isn't it funny though how we all assume that everybody's experiencing something the same way we are? Yeah, <laughs> we just, we're we're here. We're this is our experience. That's all we know. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know. And I, I, you know, I think another piece of this is also allowing yourself to have the boundaries that you need around some of this stuff, right? It's, mm -hmm. it's like, I've made it clear to our scheduler at work that I can't do more than two emergency shifts in a row. Like that's, that's all that my body and my nervous system can handle. And I right. need to decompress after that. So I, I don't get scheduled any more than, than, than two. And that was just, you know, the parameter of me yeah. <laughs> accepting this job. And this, that allows you to be the best in your job right? that you can be yeah. without getting yeah. too overwhelmed. Yeah. Yeah. Well, exactly. Right. And, you know, it's the same, you know, with, with me and my husband, it's, it's like, I need X amount of time every week to myself. And this does not mean anything about you. This is just what I need, you know, for, you know, for me. Right. And it's just amazing how much better it makes everything when you do allow yourself to put those boundaries in place and mm -hmm. communicate them in a way that's saying that this is just what I need you know, for me to feel um, healthy and happy. Mm -hmm. And it does, it's not a reflection on you or how I feel about you yes. in any way, in any way. Yeah, yeah. That. that's yeah. perfect. For sure. Yeah. And, and I think it's good to, you know, create, give ourselves outs ahead of time. So if yeah. you're scheduling something, you're like, oh, this is what my day looks like. And someone says, hey, you want to get together for, for a drink after dinner or after work or meet for dinner or, you know, this concert's happening, whatever. I really, really want you to come. You know, being able to say, oh, that sounds amazing. I, I'm Scott. I would like to say yes, 100%, but I don't know how I'm going to be by the end of the day. So I'll check in with you at the end. I'm, you know, like pencil me in, but I want, I need you to know that I might just not have the bandwidth by the time that the, the time gets here. So right. being prepared for that, not only in your own mind, which is really important because a lot of people don't do that. So again, that 80%, you know, holding back some of that but not committing a hundred percent to certain things. If, mm -hmm. you know, cause once you get to realize, oh yeah, I kind of over, over commit, over commit, over commit in these ways. Cause they sound really great. It's, it doesn't have to be for things that we don't want to do. It can yeah. be really fun things, but it's, yeah. it takes energy. So, yeah. so being able to be prepared for that ahead of time and also share that so that if you do back out, the person isn't like, wait, you, you said you were coming, yeah. <laughs> you know, you've yeah. already said, yeah, exactly. you know, I really, really want to, it might not happen, but I'm going to do my best. Yeah. Right. And the first piece of this also is just the awareness of what your bandwidth actually is. Yes. Right. Cause I, I think that's, that's the piece of this that was so hard for me for the longest time was that I was burning out all of the time. And with what seemed to me so much less than, you know, like other people were able to endure, you know, so much more um, right. in their weeks and do just fine. And I felt like I must be broken. I must be a wimp. Like there's something, you know, really, really wrong with me. And, um, and really it was just um, getting that awareness that my bandwidth is just a little bit different and that it's important. I honor that and not try to make myself have a higher bandwidth that I'm just not watching to have right so I think um if if people are feeling like they're burning out all of the time to maybe just take a step back and and you know take an inventory maybe of of how much input you're putting into your days and yes and how you feel at the end of your days and and 
if you need to experiment with just allowing a little bit less in yeah. um, and, and seeing how that feels. And, you know, for, you know, for women who find themselves mindlessly grabbing for food without really knowing why to maybe just, you know, take a look at that as well. Like, are you, are you feeling that you just need to shut off, you know, and be in your own space for a little while? And is that what the food is, is, is giving for you um, if you're turning to food or social media or, you know, whatever it is that you're, you're doing to just, um, mm-hmm. you know, tune yourself out. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Being aware is, you know, that's the key to pretty much to everything. If you want any kind of change, you have to be aware first. It's true. And, and giving yeah. yourself, I mean, that sounds funny, but giving yourself permission to be aware, you know, so yeah. you reach for something or you, you know, you feel completely exhausted, overwhelmed, whatever, but you, you can't see your way out of it or whatever to be able to go, okay, hold on. It's, it's okay to take inventory, to say, what's really going on with me right now? Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I have like, if we're talking bandwidth, I don't even, I'm not even on the chart anymore. You know I mean? I don't, I'm so, I, I can't even think. And then you're going, oh, okay, well, maybe, maybe I'm a little bit too over the top on <laughs> my, you know, my bucket that's coming in and I'm, my reserves are, it's empty. You know, yeah. so what, what do I need to do with that? But you do have to actually ask yourself what, what's going on? You know, what, yeah. why am I experiencing this and take the time to, as you know, if you can at least just say, okay, wait, breathe for a second. And then, you know, cause one of the things that's important to know too, is that we have a thinking brain and a emotion brain, feeling brain, right? So if we're super wrapped up in our emotion um, system and we're like way up here with emotions, then we don't think clearly. And people, you know, will say that sometimes like, oh, I can't even think straight. And that's true because you're wrapped up in, in your emotions and that fight or flight mode. And we don't think clearly. So when we, we take the time to calm and say, okay, what do I need? And that's still, that's super hard for some people. And for a lot of us, you know, to, in these days, like, well, worry about that once you've taken care of everything else. It's like, no, what do I need right now? Why am I feeling this way? And why am I so like exhausted and taking that time to, to just go in and, and pay attention. Mm-hmm. And if that very question, what do I need right now was the thing that totally allowed me to change how I structure my days. So, you know, yeah. somebody gave me, gave me this tip and um, I would actually just put an alarm on my, on my phone um, for every hour. And I would just stop what I was doing and, you know, breathe for a second and check in and ask myself, what do I need right now? Mm-hmm. And sometimes the answer was like, I feel great. I'm good. I can keep going. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's though I just need to take a couple minutes um and have a break and and that just kind of really allowed me to get into this habit of checking in and I like I haven't needed that alarm for a long time and it's just you know every every now and then I stop and I check in it's like what what do I need right now and if I ever feel like I'm approaching you know that that top limit then I just stop Mm -hmm. I just stop it's no longer worth it for me to to try and push through and and end up burned out Mm -hmm. and sometimes if you're if you're so much in that place where you can't access your thinking brain and you're asking mm-hmm. yourself, what do I need? And you're like, I don't know. I don't know. If you go into your body and just say, what's going on with my body right now, close mm-hmm. your eyes and just kind of take a mental scan and go, yeah. wow, my breathing is like, couldn't be any more shallow. And my <laughs> gut is super tight. And yeah. so sometimes if we just shift into our body and pay attention, then that stops everything. Right. Cause we're in the moment. Yes. 
And then yeah. I go, oh, there is something going on. My body is reacting to something. What What's all this about? And then we can make that shift into, yeah. oh, what what is that? What do I need? Yeah. And the metaphor that I use, I mean, it just, it just works for my doctor brain is I say, it's time for me to go downstairs for a second opinion. So that like that, that's my, my, my cue to myself to, to uh-huh. just get out of my head for a moment and go into my body and see what it's trying to tell me. And so yeah. I love and listen- that. I- yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a thing. Like it's a thing in my house. Like my husband will say, Michelle, you might just have to go downstairs for a second opinion for a minute. I'm like, okay, fair, fair enough. <laughs> I hear you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Good deal. All right, Tammy, thank you so much for this. This was um, such an enlightening conversation for me. And I, I think it will be for our listeners as well. Can you tell us where people can find you if they want more information about HSPs? Yeah. So my website is just coachtammygoen.com. So that's T-A-M-M-Y-G-O-E-N. And then actually on the front page right there, there's a link to a quiz um, that's, you know, I've kind of just compiled stuff from all the other ones and and my experience. And so I have kind of my own self-created one on there um, so that you can, you know, if this is kind of new to you, you can say, oh, well, what what are some of the things that are pretty Mm -hmm. typical for, you know, is, do I fit in that category or do I fit in that, that realm? Does this explain my experience? Um, and then, you know, a variety of other resources, but you can learn more about sensitivity and watch my videos and, and that kind of thing. Um, and then there's some, you know, some opt-ins. I have a, um, communicating with non-highly sensitives, uh, sure. PDF, and then I have a little book of high sensitivity, uh, ebook, you know, so some of that kind of, so there's some resources on there to Wonderful. find. Perfect. And that was TammyGoen.com. Coach Tammy Goen. Coach Tammy Goen.com. I apologize. Thank you. Thank you for clarifying that. Wonderful. And before we sign off today, any last words of wisdom you'd like to share with us? Just, just to remember that, you know, if you really allow and honor your sensitivities and embrace them, they will be your superpower Mm -hmm. and, and you can shine all that forward to the world and, and not be, you know, stuck in that self recriminating, you know, like that guilt, like, oh, I should, I should, I should. It's like, oh, no, this is who I am. And I do not need to apologize for this, but I can celebrate it. Right. You know, I'm just going to let this be amazing because it is. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I love it. Thank you so much, Tammy. You're welcome. And thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. All right, friends, I hope you found that as helpful as I did. It really did change my life when I understood what being an HSP meant and started implementing some of the tools to better regulate my own energy um, throughout my days and throughout my weeks. It's really just been transformational for me. And again, as Tammy said, if you want to learn more about this, you can go to her website at coachtammygoen.com and that will be down in the show notes for you as well. And if you'd like to know more about how you can manage eating if you're an HSP, just head on, head on over to my website, www.waysahealth.com. There's lots of free info there for you. I would love to work with you. I'll see you next week.